Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Dr. Alan Grant. To my Dr. Ian Malcolm, it's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Dreaming of Raptors. How are you doing? Doing great. And our very own Dr. Henry Wu, the creator of the dinosaurs himself. Eric Ronnebeck, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> great. I mean, I've got the... Uh... Uh, I've, I've got the evil scientist to look about me. I'll take it. Yeah, and I would, I will say this to you. Uh, you, you thought the, you were just thinking about whether you could, but you never stopped to think whether or not you, you should, Eric. Um, yeah, anyway, but got, we got dinosaurs. We got giant chickens roaming the earth. Yeah, well, we got, li- we got life, fancy life, cans uh, of uh, life, life, uh, 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 life, uh. <laughs> Finds, finds away. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, biggest biggest news out of the uh, Seahawks camp this week, of course, Pete Carroll, quarterback, uh, QB one. What do you th- what do you think of the young prospect, Eric? Uh, Pete Carroll, killing it at practice. Yeah, I, uh, you're not supposed to throw across your body like he did, but uh, you know he did it, and it looked great. And uh, when Gino does it, I don't want to hear Pete say a word. Yo, Eric, yeah. playmakers make plays. I, yeah, I do. Th- I do question some of these because like the editing, you know, they'll show him throw and then they'll cut <laughs> then they'll cut to another guy catching the ball and it's like Okay, that last really... one was clearly an edit, but did, I don't Did care he really throw great. that bomb to Jackson Smith and Jigba? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> but uh but yeah, it was pretty hilarious. And then of course the responses, Kevin. The responses you got one from uh there were Snoop Dogg, Goodell, and uh Pete and uh Will Farrell all sent him a response. Those are all pretty hilarious too. No, Which no, one was your was favorite? He was perched on the edge of his desk wearing a sweater vest. It was Raj. He was the in Raj? casual mode. The Raj. Oh, like, like when like when they had that contest, it was like, come watch football with the the Raj or the, yes. in his basement. And yes, then that's the, exactly right. The stupid barstool guy won it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, he was, Which he was honestly, clearly in honestly, Raj mode. I hate the stupid barstool guy, but it is funny to have because he's you know he's just going to go there and just <laughs> razz him the whole time about how garbage he is as being the commissioner. So you know what? Actually, I respect it. I respect it. it the one time that guy has my respect, uh, maybe a couple other times too, but not often. <laughs> anyway, uh, the yeah, that's that's fun. But speaking of Pete Carroll, we're gonna have more fun with him this week. He's gonna go and do a full long long form interview with Richard Sherman. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this this interview? I feel like this is the one we've all been waiting for, right? Do you think it's going to be honest enough? I mean, like touchy subjects. It's Richard um, Sherman. He's not going to shy away from going directly at it. I don't think. No. Yeah, but I don't think Pete's going to want to open himself up to talking trash. So I think you'll get the, you know, you'll got you're going to get the, you know, run at the. At the, the one pre- yard line pass over pre- run. Eric, right. Eric? He's not gonna he's not gonna say what 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 happened there. You're right. But, Mike Bennett but asked Sherman's him why gonna he ask. him on the sideline. I <laughs> know. <laughs> like, Michael Bennett I'm <laughs> and the preview is good too, is Pete but pre- Pete saying like the in the preview, you know, like if we're gonna have a tough conversation, I wanna be the one who has it. That's why I'm the one who told you, you know, you were cut or whatever. And I'm like, that's good. That's like real leadership. You know, like yeah. real leadership doesn't shy away from the tough issues, doesn't send you a text message, which is why I think Bobby was so burned because like I don't think they really wanted to cut Bobby, but then they kind of like just did and they got to Bobby before because they couldn't talk to him because of the stupid self-agent rules or whatever. You yeah. Know? yeah. So then Bobby found out before Pete told him. But I don't think I don't think Pete would have done that. I think that's just 
that's the way it happened because of the dumb like you're your own agent we can't talk to players before this certain date and we're you know it's like it's like there was a bunch of weird stuff kind of that went into that uh so yeah that's, letter of the law kind of got in the way exactly i'm hyped every time he does a long form interview like this he you know he's he's a professional he's going to talk around certain things but he's a guy who really went through a lot in his career and he doesn't make decisions without having thought them through without having considered them and he seems like the kind of guy who really likes the opportunities to explain his thinking even when he's like yeah i made a mistake i learned from that mistake he likes the chance to kind of explain that too He, he seems like a guy like he's a very genuine person is the way he always comes across. And I think it's going to be a good interview because of that. Uh, finally, we got to talk before we talk about the actual game, the broadcast of the game. Uh, so we had Kate Scott on play by play. I actually thought she was really good, although she was like getting way too excited about a preseason game. I think in some way she was like interviewing for the job she wants, which is like a regular season <laughs> announcer. And it's yeah. like, you don't need to be this hype about third quarter of the preseason K. It's okay. We all know it's just preseason. But you know what? Like, I think she was like, in the booth. She, I think she, she was, she was kind of showing like, Hey, this is what I will be like. If you hire me for an NFL game, L game, which is good. She was much mm-hmm. better than like most, you know, there's like probably the play by plays are never offensive in the NFL usually, but that she was in she would be in the top half already just from what I've seen. And then, of course, the the the, the boys were just talking. It was like a podcast. It was like we were listening. it was like you were <laughs> listening to like a podcast. Sometimes it was too much for me. Like I was like, this is distracting. Like I'm trying to watch the a little. Game yeah, a it was bit. a little more clowning than I was. I wanted I wanted a little more Michael <clears throat> Bennett. Uh, he's, yeah, he's the light of my life when it comes to preseason games. But I mean, they did they did a great job. I thought it was fun. Like I think you couldn't it, like, do the uh, cranberries and the potato salad. That was too much. Okay, what's the most what's the most egregious ingredient you've ever eaten in a potato salad? Like, what's the most like egregious thing like you've ever been like, oh man, why is this in my potato salad? For me, grapes. like one grapes. Right. I think grapes in a potato salad is kind of weird. It's okay in a chicken salad, but in a potato salad, it's no it's way. a texture thing. It just, Are you ready to off. judge harshly? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Marshmallows. Oh, in a potato huh. salad? I was incredibly huh. offended. The caucasity. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, for me, for me, it's those golden raisins. I don't just don't like really raisins in general. And I don't know why you'd put them in a potato salad. I don't know. I like the just normal potato salad, like the one you expect. That's the, that's the yeah, one Mike I B's want. right. That's out of bounds. You don't want to, you don't want to make it too wet. You know, that's like another thing. You want to be able to also have whole potato pieces that you can tell were still cut potatoes it can't just be completely mushy um anyway i could talk about potato salad all day (laughs) oh yeah you gotta have the right ratios of ingredients you gotta well season it well you know Uh, a good potato salad should taste good if you just stuck it on top of a burger that's my that's my review of potato salad right there is if you have a really good potato salad you should be able to just lay it on top of a hamburger and put the bun on and it would probably taste fine that's the that's the flavor profile of a good potato salad to me anyway all right, let's get to the actual game. You, I, you relish I, the opportunity to eat it? People, I know people really want me to just nice, go Kevin. 45 minutes on potato salad, but uh, I'm... But that's for a, that's for a future movie club. <laughs> next, like real next, potato salad, next summer, you got to warm up on something. Yeah, next, next, sal- summer, next, next summer, when we're, when we're, when I'm going to change the format, and we're just going to go off the rails every week with 45-minute conversations on, on different, uh, how to make different dishes. My strong opinion. That's what the beginning of June is for. 15 minutes of NFL talk, 45 minutes of movie club. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> next, maybe next, next summer, I'll just have you guys come over, and we'll just try every hot sauce in my house. So buckle up, because <laughs> there's about 100. Anyway, anyway, let's do it. Okay, I'll, I'll start with the defense. 
because the defense, I think, gave us the most interesting look we've had all offseason in the first eight plays of the game. So the first eight <laughs> defensive plays, we got to see the ostensibly the first team defense, right? This was the this was the the first team defense. So they came out. They put so it was Jaron Reed on the defensive line. It was Jaron Reed at the nose, then Draymond Jones and uh and oh my gosh. I I knew I was going to mess this up cuz it's the it's the new guy, Mario Edwards Jr. At the Did Mario Edwards get a snap? He played two snaps. Okay. Okay. Uh the, the but that was the, this is their their base the base defense cuz I mean and then Nuosu and Mafe were the outside linebackers, which I think might hold up even when Taylor's healthy. I think those guys might be the starters because Mafe Very has shocking to see them on the outside. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, they brought out the first team defense. Okay, well, this <laughs> wasn't the real first team defense because it starts to fall apart from this point forward. Okay, the <laughs> the the two they had two linebackers uh, behind behind those uh, those five gentlemen. Uh, they were Patrick O'Connell. No, wait. They just had one linebacker, right? It was Julian Love behind those guys. Was it 3 3? Yes. Yes, it Julian was 3 3. Yeah, Julian Love. And then they had, and it was, a, and then they were in the nickel. So then the, the slot corner was uh, Sutherland, correct? And then, then the safeties. This is why this is not the first thing you do. The, the cornerbacks were Michael Jackson and Trey Brown. And the Which... safety. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, just Kobe... we'll we'll go into Michael Jackson. We'll go into Michael Jackson later. Sorry, it's Devin B- Devin Bush was the linebacker. Julian Love yep. was the safety, and then Kobe Bryant was the other safety. Okay, yep. so there now we've established that this. So our base defense is three three with a in we're in a three three nickel. I think that does point to we're going to try to use our strong safeties in the box a lot to try to fill in that kind of extra linebacker spot without losing any speed. That seems like that'll be a thing. Uh, How, so we're never going to see three middle linebackers on the field ever. I don't think this year, hardly ever. There's never going to be like a four, three set. Three off ball linebackers. No. Like, so it does make me think when we're building out this roster, the depth chart linebackers might be in trouble in general. There just might not be that many linebackers who make the team. And if we look at the depth chart right now, okay, that means that we've got Brooks and Wagner. Is Brooks back for week one? What do you guys think? Eric, I'm going to go no. with you first. No. Uh, it's uh, it's close, it's, right? He passed the they're physical. Saying it's, they're saying it's close, but I just – I mean, that's what? Two weeks away, one more game that he won't play. I just don't see it. And I don't, I don't really see why you would. I mean, granted, I mean, we're going to only have like three linebackers on the roster, but <laughs> but he's but not going to start on the, he's not going to start on the pup probably. So he's at least taking up a roster spot. Would you agree with that? Agree. Yeah. Okay. So so we got Brooks and Wagner. They're in. Wagner's going to be the starter in this like three three defense, obviously. Okay. Then we got Devin Bush. He's coming in when we want two middle, inside linebackers until Brooks is ready one hundred percent. Who the next guy after that? Who is that? Like this is kind of something that happened here was that these guys. Like Patrick O'Connell was the next guy who'd come into the game. After uh, what about our special after teams, Bush. Maven and, uh, and then New, Radigan, New Radigan. love love interest uh, John Radigan. Can I can I introduce a quick thing? Yeah, go for it. I'm ready. Uh, like this, this linebacker Pup situation is is heating up, and we have a five. Uh, and we have, have a, six Pup weeks. We have week five bye. So if so, we could end up pupping Brooks because that's really only four games. 
there's also like weird IR, IR designated to return. So like we could yeah. IR him, put him out. That would put him out for four games and you can IR him once. But then the second time you do, he's gone for the rest of the season. So we could so IR I for the first four weeks. Playing with that, that week five buy thing, Ugh. depending on where he's at in his recovery. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It just seems. I don't. It's crazy how fast he's back. It's crazy how fast he's back. Wolverine blood. Uh, there's a doctor in the Nanobubble. Discord who's who's like, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> uh, shout out to Nicholas. But that that I just it doesn't make sense. He's back yeah, so that's fast. Official medical correspondent Nicholas. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy how fast he's been back. And then so then the safeties. Uh, the safeties will not be Julian Love and Kobe Bryant. They really are trying Kobe Bryant as safety. For me, it's not working. Just that's just for me. Uh, I don't like Kobe Bryant safety. I do not feel like he has been very good. The lines he's taking seem really bizarre to me. He played 62 of the 65 snaps in this game. They really gave him like the longest look to, to try to see what they have there. <laughs> That's like the biggest evidence that they're really, really trying to put him there. Nah, you're going to be great. Play the entire game. No one will notice. So he played five snap. or wait, it's the last game. He played uh, two snaps in the slot, which is like normal safety stuff. All safeties will be in the slot sometimes. So it's yep. not like absurd. 11 in the box and 47 at free safety. They were like, we got to see if he can play free safety. And I was going to say, if last game is any indication uh, with the two missed tackles and he gave up a couple uh, key receptions, I don't think Kobe Bryant is ready to be an NFL safety. That doesn't mean he's going to get cut or anything, but if they're going to develop him as a safety this year, we probably don't see a ton of Kobe Bryant this year, just in general, unless I have an alternate know, pre- pressed into action. Kobe Bryant, you know, like that's, that's the kind of thing, but he seems to be like, I think Kobe I as in a really we- nickel and outside corner has guaranteed himself a spot. And so they're focusing oh, on this preseason to see if they can free up a spot at safety by carrying him as an extra safety. He's not getting cut. That's the thing. He's he's on the roster. He's making the team. He's shown that he can be like a serviceable NFL nickel cornerback, which is something we will need if, you know, Witherspoon's not back for week one, for example. So so, so we need we'll, – we'll need Kobe. Uh, but the question is like, is Kobe Bryant's safety a guy? I, I don't yeah, see why you'd put him there. I think he's Kobe Bryant depth, and that's yeah. that's going to have to be okay. Yeah, and he's just going to have emergency safety, like breaking case of glass. Hopefully we never have to go there. Kind of like Jamal Adams. I don't I don't see him being a safety uh, in the in the sense of what a safety does. Yeah, no. Jonathan they may, may listen with safety, but not there. Jonathan Sutherland did put together a pretty solid game because I think they got him away from the, the nickel cornerback position that he was struggling with a little bit and let him uh, play in the box a little bit. And he looks he looks pretty solid in the box. So this is another another weird situation here where this we have this guy he's playing flexible piece but he seems to be kind of buried Jarek reed got a really long look in this game as well there's too many guys some of these guys are getting cut and they all seem seem decent so we got to hash this out right now this is our this is our job as uh people who talk about football on the internet (laughs) important job okay number one you can't you cannot cut you cannot cut Artie burns the way he's playing in these preseason games and just the way I think they he's talk traded before he's cut. That's for sure. You cannot cut Artie Burns and keep Michael Jackson. That would that would just be Michael Jackson was not good in this game. 
Can we? Michael can we Jackson all agree on that? is doing damage to his rep in this preseason. Yeah. Uh, can he, I give you my Michael Jackson comp? Twenty-five Makes snaps and they were not good. He's Deshaun Shed. Oh, he is. Ugh. I mean, he was just not. He was worse than the, than this game though. Like, right, I right. Think this is his bad game where he was playing too far off and couldn't make a play on the ball to save his life. No, like. If you ask me, like, okay, between Witherspoon, Woolen, Brown, Bryant, Burns, Michael Jackson, you have to cut one. You, we can only keep five of these cornerbacks. Like, there's no way I'm I'm picking Jackson every time right now. He has played himself kind of off of my hypothetical roster here in my in my fact, which is too bad because like he was pretty good last year. It's just yeah. that always compete mindset. You have to bring it every single day, and I just think if you're looking at what they're putting on the field right now. Jackson seems like he's in trouble to me. Well, and to so, flip it, Trey Brown had a game. Yeah, he, he had did. an interception reading the quarterback's eyes. He uh, had a couple of plays where he wasn't necessarily where you wanted him to be, but he didn't get cooked. And at the same time, he made plays on the ball, man. And that's two weeks in a row because he had a bad pass last week, too. Yeah, uh, Trey looking good. He had three receptions for 15 yards. Like, that's, that's n- nothing. That's nothing. And then, uh, yeah, the four tackles, the two run stops, he was effective helping in the run game, which is something I think that they really want to see from these cornerbacks. It's mm-hmm. why they draft. It's why they drafted Witherspoon. It's something they're really looking for. They want these cornerbacks to help in the run game. Uh, all right, let's go to safeties then. Okay, so we cornerbacks. Okay, let's say we keep five. Who are you cutting, Eric? You cutting Artie Burns? You cutting Michael Jackson? You get, you letting Kobe Bryant uh, go? What, which of these? Which of these guys? Do you do you uh, have? Because you gotta you gotta let one go. You, you right now, I I'm with you, Michael. Michael Jackson is. I just don't really feel like I feel like it's giving up on him right now. And how old is Artie Burns? Twenty eight. Artie Burns. Artie Burns is twenty eight point three. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. Um, and he's been in the league for twenty years. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's 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 been a while. Uh, the thing about Artie Burns is he's never really had like a breakout season. He's been okay a couple of these seasons, but I mean the Steelers drafted when he was twelve. Like, yeah. it's hard to break out when you're twelve. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up because I don't really think I certainly don't want to hold on to a guy who's going to be mediocre, and that could be that could go either way with Burns or Jackson. And right no. now, Jackson kind of looks to be the guy that you're just hanging on to due to his history, but. At the same time, everyone locked this guy in as, you know, cornerback two, or okay, we'll we'll put him out there uh, at safety sometimes, and I'm I'm not liking anywhere he is. Yeah, it's Michael Jackson is a uh, is is wor- is worrying. I think he's he's working his way down the down the depth chart for sure. So at safety, you know, Adam starts on the pup. So we got Diggs, Love, and probably Jarek Reed, one of Sutherland or Blunt maybe has a chance outside shot to make it depending on how they feel about their special teams prowess. I have I I both did, those guys some, need to have really good games this, this week. People are saying like, Oh, Jarek Reed might be in trouble. They are not, they never cut guys. They actually drafted that hardly ever happens. Cutting a guy they drafted in the, before the first season starts. When was the last time that happened? Like, did we cut Amara Darbo before the season started? We no, give him a shot. Still on the practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I just, I just remember yeah, that, that there was that, the new host of this podcast. There was that Amaro Darbo story where it was like, "Hey, there was just one guy we drafted him, and as soon as he took a snap, we were like, oh no, this guy's not, 
<laughs> and then it turned out the story <laughs> that story was that story was about Amara Darbo. Yeah. <laughs> All I can picture is the scene from Major League where uh, he wakes up and they had taken his bed out of the training facility. <laughs> I've been cut already. That's how. He, that's how he went to the Patriots, Kevin. <laughs> Bill Belichick said, "Who's this guy? Well, let's just time him." Ah! So, how many safeties are we keeping? I think like you keep four, and then Jamal Adams is on the pup. So then you you got yes. you got you got Love, you got Diggs, you got Reed, and then one of Blunt or Sutherland. I think you're keeping Bryant as or, a safety. Or you keep Bryant as a safety, you cut Blunt and Sutherland, and you keep Jackson. But I just Sutherland played good in this game. I just like Jonathan Sutherland. I feel like he's looked really good. He's looked the part. He understands how to play football. I know he's a 25-year-old undrafted rookie. Like that is like the worst profile for an NFL player is the the 25-year-old undrafted rookie is I mean, he's a special play. teams goat. Like that, yeah, that's that must the thing. be noted. He was the core special teamer at Penn State. Like that's in his in his if you read he any was draft there profile two of him, Sutherlands. <laughs> it's like Sutherland was the special teams god of Penn State football. And it's like, yeah, he was there for seven years, so that makes sense. <laughs> but but he actually he's act, actually you have to call him Doctor Sutherland, I think. He was there for seven years, so uh, I don't know if he was actually there for all seven years. He might have been at a different school before. He just that. really liked Van Wilder. What can you say? Did did he transfer? Let's find out. Let's let's go look it up. The Jonathan oh Sutherland. The Jonathan Sutherland. <laughs> uh, yep, he was a. You know, do you know what the thing is? He was also a four-time team captain. His se- first senior year, his second senior <laughs> <laughs> His third senior year and his fourth senior year. No. He broke out all four senior seasons. Like, that's a uh, lot of breakout a, seasons. What a guy. Man. All right. Let's, max uh, before we flip over to offense, we have to talk about a guy that played on offense. Really giving Dan Eskridge somebody to look up to. We have to talk about a guy who played on offense and defense. Uh, and that's Levi Bell. Levi Ooh. Bell is going to be difficult to deny uh, at this point. One, he had three pressures, two run stops. He had a clean seal off block on the touchdown run. This guy is playing really good on both sides of the field. He's now brought his totals to eight pressures in two preseason games on 62 snaps. He has four run stops. Like this guy is playing out of his mind. If competing matters, Texas State Bobcat Levi Bell is always competing. Like this guy is really, really good. Uh, I don't know how they. I don't know how they keep him off the team at this point. Like I just, I just don't know. That I don't know what the Ravens were thinking too. Like they didn't, they weren't they? Didn't they sign him before us? And now we, yes. we stole him over. I mean, do Ra- you? Uh, the Ravens. Do you make doing? hard decisions here where you you look at guys on the line that maybe you have to put as question marks, like certain people with junior at the end of their name. Okay, so let's look at the defensive line depth chart. All right, here we go. So the outside linebackers, Mafe in. Taylor in, Nuosu in, Hall in. These guys are slam dunks. Ty Smith honestly is on the team. Yeah, Ty know. Smith. Ty Smith. They had him playing snaps with his hand in the dirt, so I think they're going to look at maybe using him as a possible guy who can play on the line in pass rush situations, which gives him even more flexibility and even more reason to be on the roster. Uh, that was that was telling. I think to see him get snaps there. You know, I feel like Ty Smith's like uh, his his little. Uh, what what, they, what we call that a red shirt year he did last year yep. as a fifth round pick is really going to help him. I think it's, he's, he's come out now and he just looks, he looks the part. He looks, he looks more experienced than the guys he's playing against too. Like they put yeah. him out there against these like second stringers and he's just eating. He's, he's like, yeah, these guys suck. 
I'm better. I'm better than these guys. I'm better than these guys. So I'm then, a veteran now. So then you got those four guys. You got those five guys right there in. And do you have room on this roster for six outside linebackers? I mean, Ty Smith has inside out flexibility, so maybe you could justify it that way. But then now you're pressuring Patrick O'Connell. Now you're pressuring special core special teamer Nick Ballore. Like this is there's so much pressure on this roster to get down from to 53 guys. It's crazy right now. You know what other position uh Levi Bell plays? Uh fullback. Fullback. Yeah, oh, so is, Bal- is Ballore Ooh. in big trouble? The, like, I think Bo- he's being challenged again. He's getting paid a lot of money. And we've talked yeah. about a lot of these guys being special teams mavens. That's that's Ballore's bread and butter. This this yeah. could be this could be the end. Okay, so if they cut Nick Ballore right now, uh, twenty twenty three, it would be two point three in dead cap. We would save three hundred thousand dollars. But next year, I think we save a boat, right? Yeah. Well, we yes, yeah, so it would you would come off. We would have one point one five in dead cap for next year and two point eight five freed up. So it wouldn't help us much this year, but it would help us next year. I don't know. It's hard. they love guys like this, and they'll run them into literally into the ground. Nick Bloor is thirty four though. Yep. If this if Levi Bell is kind of taking his roster spot right here, I don't hate it. He looks I think it's I think it's time. He looks he looks sharp. He looks like he could, you know, spell into the rotation, play play decent snaps at outside linebacker if we run into injuries, and on top of that, can play fullback. So he you know we for don't need to For the five snaps a year that we need for him. The, right, for those ten snaps. It's just hard for me. I hate it. I hate it because I love Ballor. He's so great. But it just feels like this guy is challenging directly for his his spot. He's coming for that throne. Is Levi Bell funny? <laughs> that, that's I wonder. Dude might be a good hang. Like yeah, if he's if he's funny, then 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 Ballor's really in trouble. You know what's really difficult is you know Sutherland, seventh year senior, four time team captain, special teams Maven. That dude's got to be a great hang. Four time okay. team captain. That dude must have been just like everyone's like. Hey man, can I bunk with you this year? Hey, let's get an off-campus place. Come on, man! Like you know, Sutherland must have been real popular. Yeah, these guys. Uh, this is tough getting this defense down to like twenty-six guys to keep or whatever twenty-five, twenty-six guys. It's hard because I like. Isn't look. this such a better problem than last year when we were trying to find fifty-three yes, guys worth having? <laughs> okay, so let's just 100%. go. Guys that are hundred percent in: Draymond, Monet, Reed, Mafe, Brooks, Wagner. Nuosu, Jackson, Diggs, Woolen, Witherspoon. Okay, that's like 12 guys right there. Edwards is in. Young is in 13, 14. Morris is in 15. Taylor, 16. Hall, 17. Julian Love, 18. Trey Brown, 19. Now you're looking at like every other guy we've talked about today is competing for those last like five or six spots. Yep. That's that's rough. And we we talked about like 10 guys. So yeah, it is absolutely going to be. Yeah, it's going to be. There are going to be guys that get cut that we're sad about. Maybe they do start Brooks on the on the pup just to free up a roster spot because it's harder to integrate a guy in the middle of the season. So if we want to keep a Levi Bell, yeah, start Brooks on IR designated to return after four weeks. And then now and Levi then you get Bell to stash stays with Patrick O'Connell and have yeah, him, stash uh, Patrick yeah. O'Connell. And then you just bump him off the roster onto the practice squad. No one's going to try to integrate Patrick O'Connell in week five. That's impo- it's like impossible. It's like you know it seems like dirty pool, but I kind of like it. Yeah, then he it's... goes stars for the Sea Dragons for a season, and comes back next year. I hope. I hope not. <laughs> All right. The we also got to see the starting offensive line, 
Very exciting stuff. At the beginning of the game, we got to see the starting offensive line playing all together. So the starting offensive line was Damian Lewis, Phil Haynes, and Evan Brown in the middle. Oluolu has an injury, so you can't be 100% sure that that's the reason they went with Evan Brown. But he, like, baptized Mozzie Smith in this game. So I think he's just good. I think he's just good at football. (laughs) Like, there was a play where he just, like, he, like, picked up Mozzie Smith and threw him, (laughs) threw him, like, at the beginning of the Fresh Prince, like, in the Fresh Prince when when they threw him out of the house. And then, yeah, yeah, full on DJ Jazzy Jeff, 100%. Cross and Lucas also played, I think they played together for 18 snaps. So Mm -hmm. they had one one drive with Geno and one drive with Locke. And then they they took them all out. yeah, Cross gave up a bad sack, but was unremarkable for the rest of the snaps. And I think that there's going to be times where Charles Cross, we knew this about Charles Cross when he came out. He was a good athlete, but not the best athlete. And there's going to be every once in a while where someone's going to beat him because he's not the best athlete in the history of the NFL. That being said, he's very steady. And if you don't get like the amazing jump on him or whatever, he's so steady. He's going to wash up the rest of the place. I think we just have to kind of take into hand that every once in a while, there's going to be like a bad Charles cross play. Just kind of like get over it. Or whatever I mean, it's better to... than a guy that we hate on the offensive line. And that happens. He's, he's going to be good for all the plays in a game, except for one or two. Like, and that's what I was that... about to say is you take that one time he got beat and you bleed that out over 50, 60 plays instead of 18 plays. And it doesn't look so bad. Yeah. Sacks, sacks are drive killers. So you really don't want to give up sacks. We really don't. You really want to give up pressures in those situations, not sacks. So as long as he doesn't, you know, like this time, the one pressure was a sack. So it's bad. But if we can make sure that in the future, they're not sacks, that would be, I'm okay with it. Lucas one every three games. Look so good. Fun. Like I, like I said, the, the guards looked fine to me. Uh, Lewis and Haynes. I think that the starting offensive line is like league average, which is such a nice thing to say. A league you average with reasons to believe it can improve. Yes, and it, it's young, right? It's young, and they get time to play together. And we know consistency along the line helps. So if we, as we go from this season to next season, all these guys are under contract for multiple years. There's not going to be a big turnover. Uh, this is an offensive line that can grow together. It's very exciting from like a you know fan uh, perspective. Is you know as long as no one gets hurt, this should be something that you know continues to grow for years to come. Now, off cool to see the starting offensive line. Cool to see them play with Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet looked the part, looked good, had a nice, nice, really nice long run early in the game. Eric, what you think of that? It was great. I mean, this is the guy that we talked about possibly being the the bell cow, the basically the thunder to Walker's lightning. Uh, he seems to be able to take it. Um, he, that, he hits you need the, line. the hammer. You need the hammer. He's the hammer. Yes. And, and he, <laughs> he hits, he gets up, he doesn't always get through, but then he fights for that extra yardage. He's also really agile, which is something that you can see in his tape. But once you, you know, starting the game, he doesn't look so agile. And then he pulls tricks, uh, from his repertoire and it's pretty cool. He's, He's big, like he's big. Yeah. So you think like, oh, this guy can't move like that. But it's like Chris Carson. I think we did kind of draft a Chris Carson region in, a, in some ways. It's uh, so funny, though. He looks he looks so small sometimes. And then other times it's like, well, that guy's huge. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the camera, camera angle or what. And then we got to they see why this. They just stand behind him all the time. We after that we got to see why this team wants to have two really good running backs on the roster because <laughs> the the other running backs were not quite as good. Uh, so Roderick Thompson got like that kind of fluky twenty nine yarder, and otherwise not much. 
Yeah, in the and then uh, DJ Dallas. What about DJ Dallas had like two decent runs. He got that. He did have that touchdown with the seal off block from Levi Bell. That was pretty cool. Uh, but he also had five runs for nine yards, which is uh, yes. not not my <laughs> favorite. And then Wayne Talapapa did nothing. My Holt Na- Holt Nailers. I can't find any information about this, but I'm just going to assume he was hurt or not. Holt Nailers. Sorry, uh, Bryant Kobach. No, yeah, Kobach. The right? Kobach up. Yeah, the Kobakov was not on the field at it's all. It's because the first game he was so good they had to. No, I don't give... think so. No, you don't they listed so. him okay. sixth on the depth chart. Like they listed him behind Sir Roderick. Maybe yeah, if I remember correctly, he got dinged up. Yeah, so so he, he might stuck be a in drill tr- into the hotel. I, I love I love <laughs> I love Brian Kobak, but the Sarat the he uh, he might be. Uh, looking on out is and maybe none of these guys get healthy though. Maybe McIntosh and Walker are not ready to start the season, and we're just stuck with, you know, Charbonnet, Dallas, Thompson, Kobach. That's our hey, starting four running back. Thompson, I don't know. I feel like Thompson can make this team. Not saying I really like him, but as a depth piece, I I see it. I see it as probable at this point. We are not keeping more than four running backs. So if everyone's healthy, I think like Sir Roderick Thompson and Brian Kobach are in trouble. At what point do we four. cut D. Eskridge so we can allow an extra running back? Well, okay, let's go to it, Eric. It's time. Cut D. Eskridge. Maybe, because it's it's Bobo. All people want to talk about is the Bobo. If Jake Bobo. Jake Bobo drawing penalties. Bobo. <laughs> Jake Bobo drawing penalties. Jake Bobo catching the ball. Bobo in this game. Two catches for two, on three targets for 43 yards and one fumble. <laughs> don't bring that up to the Bobo lovers. Bobo burned that dude deep, and that's embarrassing because I actually believe that's their starting nickel that he burned. Dude, that guy. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. My Bobo take. Uh, okay. I mean, he still has a long. I He still has a hard road to fight. Because other guys that are also fringe roster guys are also having good games. Tajon Lindsay, three catches for 36 yards. Uh, and a good had return. a really good return too. Yeah, like there there are other guys. Cody Thompson still there catching thirty two yard passes from from the. Remember, Cody Thompson played at the beginning of the game, which Bobo did too. So I maybe I'm being a little harsh there, but there are all these guys. These guys are fighting for the same roster spots, and none of them are playing bad. You know why? Because we have a really good quarterback that they get to start off with, and Geno Smith, and then probably the best or one of the best backups in the league. When Drew Lock is not pressured, he is extremely good. Yeah. Uh, and in this game, he was not pressured. He was pressured one time, I think. And yeah, he, he showed some the... flashes this game where it was like, oh, okay. He sucked oh, on the one. Oh, there were some pretty passes. F- but he was four for four when kept clean for 98 yards. They were all excellent looking throws. And uh, all five of his completions were on play actions. Five for five on play action, 119 yards. This guy looked great. Drew Locke is the truth. And so... You know, yeah, he makes all these like wide receivers look great. Yeah, he makes them look awesome. It's cool. Even whole nailers looks pretty solid. So, yeah, these guys are all fighting for for a few roster spots. I we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about Deeskridge. Deeskridge is even part of this. He's not. They don't have to make that decision till week seven. He's suspended. Yeah. Okay. So here's the question: Is they keep five guys or six guys? Five. It all comes to like, okay. that's. So it they goes down five. to that running back. That running back room. It's all okay, part so, of it. So five guys, five guys, burgers and fries. Here we go. Okay. Not, oh, the tight end thing is in trouble too because Mabry and Hebert are good. Like they don't, yeah. you don't. I think they might keep four tight ends. These guys are good. Like, That's why really I'm saying good. it's five wide receivers. 
Um, okay, so then okay, we got Metcalf, Lockett, mm-hmm. Jackson mm-hmm. Smith, and Jigba. Mm-hmm. Those locks. guys are in. Those are yep, dead locks. locks. Okay, then we have to keep two of these. I think there's seven guys here that are competing <laughs> for two spots: Derek Young, Cody Thompson, Cade Johnson, Aesop Winston Jr., Jake Bobo, Matt Landers, and Tyjon Lindsay. And all of these guys are playing good. None of these guys are playing bad. That's the problem. Okay, the problem is is all of these guys are good. And I know Bobo's exciting because he has the best name. Like that's and the very best big name. Arms. Very big arms. He's also and really kinda, tall. And he's tall. Well, so is Matt Landers. Like these guys are. Yeah. Matt Matt Landers is is huge. Yeah, like, Bobo is like not explosive. And there are times when he's slow, but there's like whenever he. Whenever he comes out of the Between 1201 and 1159, those are the times he's left. I, lo- his I spot, love Bobo too. His, his speed coming just, out of a slant is like, oh, wow, he's got one he extra just, step. He uses he's it not right that fast, there. But when he, gets a, when he gets momentum going downhill in the rain, exactly. watch out. Actually, actually, it's not that because the downhill speed is the bad part. That's why he yeah. ran a 49940. Bobo it's more was like, like Brett on a slip and slide this last weekend, man. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Please tell me you heard about this, Eric, that, that Brett did a slip and slide 20 times. I did not. I'm just going to okay? say, if you're an adult and you do a slip and slide 20 times, yeah, clear your schedule for the next day because you're not going anywhere. Nope. Yeah, podcast. Is he, is he, is, was that a cry for help? Is he, is he all right? I don't know. Yeah, it's no, a dude, self-harm thing. Yeah, exactly. Time, man. Um, but... I, I, I did that logic song with the hotline. I played it for him. Okay. Those those seven guys are competing for two spots. Okay, Young is the one most right. Young is the guy with the most experience. He's the one that's played the most on the team. So you'd think he has the inside track, but he's also the one who, if I had to say, is clearly playing the worst in these games. It's Young. So and Young and Thompson are the two with the most outside receiver experience. I think Young and Thompson are the the clear lead for backup outside receiver. So I think Thompson Thompson is in, but Thompson is battling the shoulder injury. Yeah, but Thompson had a nice catch in this game. I like Tom. I like Cody Thompson. He's been around for a long time. You know they love this guy. I don't. And this is Former like Lindsey Landers, Bobo. Oh my gosh, this is this is a bloodbath. This is also a bloodbath. Where yeah. like, and people are going to be disappointed. I think because they're going to just yeah, keep like. Tyjo- Aesop Winston's going to get cut, and he's going to go somewhere and return a kick in the middle of the year, and people would be like, right. "Oh man, or we're going to we're going to keep Tyjon Lindsay, and everyone's going to freak out." It's like, I think that's know. accurate. I think we keep Tajon Lindsay and we try and sneak Bobo onto the practice squad, which I don't think we'll have to sneak, guys. I really no, don't. I don't think so. And either. people are going to lose their minds. Like, oh, who's who's this Lindsay guy? Because I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, because they need a punt. You got to have a punt returner. And do you really want to have Jackson Smith and Jigba back there returning punts? I don't. Especially he after does, he, but... especially after he fair caught a punt on the three. I okay. I was like so mad about this. I was I was like incensed because you just pretend like you're going to catch it and let it go. And then if they if they stop it inside the five, well, whatever. That's what happened. But you did the you did the coverage team's job for them. Like you, they didn't have to do anything, and they got to down it inside the five. <laughs> they didn't even have to get down the field or do any work. You just caught it for them. Even the moment, young. He's fella. a rookie out there. He's just going, don't fumble, don't oh fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble. <laughs> no, Pete was like, like I want to practice. He looks situa- around, he's like, crap. He's Pete's like, I want to practice situational football. Can you back us up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That actually would be the most surprising thing. So, uh, like- what I want to ask about the wide receiver room is, um, are we going to just name a Jackson Smith and Jigma segment this year, 
or is it just known that we're going to talk he's, about him for a couple minutes? Because so, this dude's the so truth. Good. I mean, we already knew great. he was good. If you're in a receiver room with Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, the, that one guy on the Jets, Chris Olave, Garrett and Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson. <laughs> if you're in that wide receiver room and everyone agrees that you're the best guy, because because it's not Jackson Smith and Jigba saying I'm the best of those four guys. No, it's the other guys saying that about Jackson Smith and Jigba. If those guys are like, yeah, he was the best one, then yeah, you're you're pretty good at football. <laughs> like you're very very good. And the only reason he didn't get drafted super high is because his athletic testing wasn't eye popping. But we've seen it so many times now, where like there's like just a there's a point you just have to beat you know it's like the keenan allen line or whatever congratulations like, you saw he was caught on the one you just met the entire downside of his career yeah it's that's, like that's the you, worst as long thing as that you're fast as long as you're <laughs> as fast or faster than keenan allen you can be a, a pro bowl or better nfl wide receiver that's the that's the, the line i think and uh bobo unfortunately is not even close <laughs> <laughs> Get one more in there. Get one more in there. Sorry. Sorry. Bobo's 207. I like. Anyone else think he's going to get into the 220s and just become Colby Parkinson after Colby Parkinson? I really thought that's why we got him. I thought he's like, I was like, oh, they're going to convert him to move tight end. And that's actually kind of a cool idea because if you watch his tape, he is pretty good at running simple routes. He plays it well. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, okay. He'll just run like seam routes and short and short uh, short slants, and he'll be he'll be fine as an inline or as a inline slash move tight end. But then, no, that's not what's happening. <laughs> that's, that's not what's happening at all. It's Bobo's just a wide receiver who plays like he played and he played mostly in the slot. So, yeah, it's, he's competing with you know. He, well, one, he'll never if he's playing in the slot all the time. He'll never ever catch a pass in the regular season because. There, that is like such a blocked position. Except Tyler, when we Lockett, go four wide, Jackson. yeah. When we go four wide, Lockett and Smith and Jigbo will probably be on the inside, and then they'll put Cody Thompson or one of these speed burners on the outside yeah. to just run a straight, run in a straight line. So yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. Uh, I'll let I'll let Pete Carroll figure it out. But I I have a feeling people are going to be pretty sad when he gets cut. Sorry, I'm just weeks. staring off into space, thinking about Derek Young and DK Metcalf running uh, deep routes outside with Lockett and JSN running like crossing routes in the middle. And that's, that's just so beautiful. Eric, we have not got to the thing that made me the most mad yet though, Eric. Tell me more. That measurement. <laughs> oh, I, I know Dude, you know what I'm talking about. Give me the line that you gave in the, in the, in the discord. That was the funniest thing I ever heard. I, that was how many inches Don't. would you, how many, how far was that off, Eric? Five. I mean, they put lines on the field. You can see that it's behind, like, a whole line Nathan, behind the other line. Nathan I goes, if I challenge that in a middle school game, I would have to sit in my car the rest of the game. Yeah, and the, I just the, the, ref would, the ref would kick you out. He'd be like, go sit in your car. That's stupid. You're dumb. Don't even be on the field anymore. You're disrespecting the game. I mean, I... When you coach like lower level sports, you realize like how goofy the measurement system is in the NFL. Like, if you you, I cannot believe someone asked for a measure on that. That's three it feet. Is it is a preseason for everyone, including uh, whoever told him to challenge that. I'm just no, saying Nathan's entire so, son so, could lay between the football and the first down marker. So the way it works is like <laughs> the ball gets spotted, and the coach will say like, "I want to measure." I want to measure. And then you know what the rest job is to do is to say, no, <laughs> it's not even close. 
Because you don't get a free time out here. You don't get a free time out so that you can think about what you want to do next. No. This goes back to your point about Kate Scott trying to lock up the job. She was like, oh, they're short. It's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on, yeah. Come on Kate. 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 By that much, just a bit outside. Uh, How can they lay off ones that are this close? It's I. It was so. I was so mad. I was. Oh my god. I was freaking out. I just could not believe it. I was when they when they asked for the when they, started out so the when they started bringing out the chains. I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? I started freaking out before they even showed like the chains getting set up. I was like, like just losing my mind. And yeah, it's. It lived up to my expectations because hey, hey. holy smokes. Good job on the rest. So we made the right decision. Wasn't a first down. Oh my God. Yeah. I, and you know what? The, the, the thing is, is that they measure results, often man. in the NFL. They measure often in the NFL when they should not. And it's because like, you know, these coaches are just scamming for every edge, right? They're scamming for every edge. Like I want a timeout so I could think about what I'm going to do next. So I'm going to ask them for a measure and then they'll measure, even though it's like three feet off and I'll and get to think just about Jason what kid and spit water on the court. So, and these refs are just like so incompetent. They're like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I love you, buddy. Let's get you a measure. So <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's, that's going to be the most uh, <laughs> coaching move. Mike McCarthy will make all year. All right. Any, any, uh, any other thoughts before we head over to the, uh, to the uh, movie club slash money zone uh, about the, about the preseason game boys. Uh, I just think next week it's going to be really interesting to watch those back end of roster battles. Like it's going to be interesting for a preseason week three, because we just talked about at uh, outside and inside linebacker. So edge rusher and inside linebacker. We talked about corner and safety. We talked about wide receiver. There's some significant end of roster uh, battles going on. The other thing I'm really interested in is I I can uh, tell you one thing I'm sure about offensive line executing. You you want to hear something? There's one thing I'm sure. I thought Joey Hunt was actually all right in this game. He's throw that out there. Yeah, hmm. he's he's he seemed like like uh, man. It sucks that we're just going to cut this guy because we have two centers. <laughs> like <laughs> there's you don't keep three centers. That's just too many. No. So so yeah, it's just I was like oh man, he's fine. <laughs> it's such a bad. It's such a bad review of him. But Way anyway, be adequate. The uh oh, I forgot what I was. Oh, there's one thing I'm sure about Kevin. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to keep two quarterbacks. And it's Geno Smith and Drew Luck. That's like the only thing that I'm like 100% on. Every yeah, other position has squad Ehlers for the emergency third. Since that's yeah, right. Now. That's exactly right. You get to Though keep three. About. Only if he was a long snapper. Oh, man. Only. Yeah. Chris Stoll. <laughs> I just, Chris Stoll, just wanted to I mean, s- on, see on, real talk, though. Chris Stoll looks sharp. Like that guy is that the factory Jason does. Myers Mifflin, not on Stoll. It's not on Stoll. Not on Stoll. I, I kind of did. I was like, is this the real thing? Is Ooh. this the factory that produces results? Is did it? you guys see? Did you guys see that the factory <laughs> produced a tackler? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Crystal they, got a tackle, man. Oh, he did. Nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's because it's a factory. Well, the other thing those too is you, like those it, of you that were not on the discord. Uh, you don't know. Uh, Discord erupted because we're all we're all uh, we're all fans factory, of factory fans. But okay, here's another thing about the factory: is if you watch the videos, it really seems like uh, what they're trying to do is get moderate, moderately athletic kids who maybe could not get into a college football program otherwise scholarships. That yeah, really seems that really idea. is what that's really what they're doing. They're like, hey, are you pretty good at football, but like not good enough to make it to a D one school? Learn to long snap, and you will. And it's yeah, I guess it's working because then they got they get guys in the NFL and stuff. All right, 
There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so. Patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest for as little as $1.24 a month. There's a link to the Discord pinned to the top. If it doesn't work, let me know. Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Flocktimus, Gavin, James, Jose, Joshua, Lucas, Malcolm, Micah, Rad Dad, Nikki C, Ryan, Terrence, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Luke, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Noah, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, Nick, and of course, new patron leading the way, Chip. All right. Great name. Yeah, dude, Chip is a cool name. I was we talked about this before in the pre-show. I was like, oh, we got a new patron. Name's Chip. He's made, he made a funny <laughs> joke. And uh, in the in we're the, not going to out this guy, but just, overall name, strong name. Good job by you. Yeah, I was like, good Chip, job. Dude. Congratulations on your parents. Nice. I don't know. Like, I don't. If it's a nickname, that's a cool nickname. I can I tell my nick, a nickname story that's just funny to me. So, <laughs> my my dad had was did this thing. He rode he rode in a car over to Washington State for uh for dad's weekend and he just went on craigslist and found a right guy to get a ride with that's a very <laughs> which, is, thing to do. Which, yeah. is, which is like something my dad would do you if you've never i remember like, that oh, yeah. i and he wrote with this guy what you have to know about it, nathan's dad is that he would uh like occasionally take trips to big college football games and just pick a team and become a fan and adopt himself into their fanhood for like the mm-hmm. red river shootout or something Yep, he'd go to like Oklahoma, Texas, and just buy like a Texas shirt and be like, "I'm a Texas fan now," but just for that day, just for the day, not for, not for long term or anything. But anyway, anyway, guy, he's in I know the, the guy. He drives with the guy. He drives with the guy, and the guy goes, "Oh yeah," um, he he meets him and he's there to be talking to him. And the guy's name is Nick, and the guy, he, my dad goes, "Oh yeah, Nick," and the guy goes, "Yeah, actually, Nick, it's a nickname." And my dad goes, "Oh yeah, what what what? How'd you get that nickname?" And he goes, "Oh, it's just short for nickname." <laughs> That was it. That was it. You know who that guy was? Do you know who that guy was? Yeah, it's, it's the Waterboy Sports Show yeah, guy. Yeah, Waterboy Sports Show guy. <laughs> from, from Public Access TV. Yeah. It, it yes. was, it's Back 100% in the day when Public guy. Access was Did he great. have a box of Funkin' Dog Nuts? If you, if you know, you know. Like, that's one of those things where if you if you watch Waterboy Sports Show, you know exactly who I'm Hit talking about. Hit me up in the Discord about uh, Jerk Beast and uh, the Nation of Islam guys if you want to talk Public Access. Well, I'll hook you up there. The, what, about the, what about the lady who would dance, like, paint her yeah, body the, and the, dance naked? And it was uh, Goddess blurry. Kring, that, uh, that is too adult for the podcast. Uh, Discord. I just remember. I just remember, like, even as, like, a 13-year-old who had, like, way too many hormones, I was like, uh, <laughs> I but, I remember that, when, that I was, like when I was when I was fifteen. That's when she go, first came out. Uh, oh, so she was doing it for like twenty years. Yeah, a long time. I, I the music was cool. If I was on mushrooms, I probably would have liked it. Um, I so. believe she was on mushrooms. Hey, thanks for coming for <laughs> congratulations to, the, uh, to people movie who club. Don't tune into movie club. This is uh this is your week to win. Seattle you thought Public. we were doing Seattle Jurassic Park. Park. Was murdered. You thought we were doing Jurassic Park instead. We're doing Seattle Public Access, nineteen ninety five to two thousand five. Now see it person to person, Kevin. Uh, hey, high five the... and white guys have Mariners fever. That wasn't public access. That, that was, was almost like a real live. Show. That was almost live. Half of almost live skits were pretending to have, be public access personalities. That was so, okay. It was Seattle Green River Dance. It was called Scan, right? And we. Had... <laughs> Remember that wow. psychic show? Remember the psychic show, Psychic Speaks? Oh god! Wait, I don't remember Psychic Speaks. Uh, there was like that uh, Shifter Land with the Cooking Kitty. Uh, so, do you remember YWF, the Wrestling Federation? They ran out of like the uh, Tacoma YMCA. I remember that, Kevin. <laughs> what about the What about that? Kurt Cobain didn't get murdered, or Kurt that was that's now that now see it person to person uh, with with I believe Michael Lee or something. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, Eric, remember, Eric and I already hit that. Eric, one. Speaking of adult shows, remember Mike Hunt TV? I, I didn't <laughs> want to bring it up. I never watched that. 
Uh, I never watched. I never watched it either. I actually just googled the names will... of the show. Uh, did is uh, Brody and Tana on there? Dude, there is a there is an article <laughs> about this in the KUOW uh, thing that I just, I'm not. I'm gonna have to read this later. I'm not. This. I'm not. <laughs> uh, Brody Stevens. A5, Brody Stevens, who A5 became a nineties Seattle a... public access. Show. Brody, right. Hold on, Brody Stevens, who became a pretty well known comedian. He was in The Hangover. He did a public access show with his friend Tana on public access and that's when i was like 18 it was before he moved to la and became somewhat famous okay. all right here's the thing Past there is a do- there is a documentary 2017 called channeling yourself i cannot f- if you can tell me how to watch this i will watch this and we'll do it on this show i will we'll do a movie wanna, club if you can get us a I chance will, to watch it. if you can help me help me find channeling yourself 2017 the doc the docu public doc <laughs> the documentary about public access in seattle i want to watch it because uh, man it was it was wild. Public access, Seattle public access was out of control. All right. But this, the actual movie we're doing, uh, Dra- you can see Jurassic Park in a theater this weekend. You can buy a ticket and go see it. It's coming back for the 30th anniversary. Can you guys believe it? 30 years, Jurassic Park. That's crazy. like, yeah, crazy. That's a long time. Uh, Jurassic Park. Um, we've done a, like a Jurassic Park overall retrospective before. Now we're going to dig franchise retrospective on the, uh, on the first movie. So if you haven't seen it, it came out 30 years ago. Spoilers. <laughs> also, what you are you waiting to watch it this weekend? Come back. Don't, about it. don't send me a message in the Discord that was like, eh, we were about to watch Jurassic Park, and now, now you ruined the movie for me. <laughs> okay, because you, you've had plenty of time. I'm not I'm not having it. Okay. We don't believe you. You were gonna watch it anyway. So, okay. Coolest thing, Richard Attenborough. They get him out of retirement to play John Hammond, the industrialist. So good. He's so awesome in this movie. Uh, he had not acted in 12 years prior to this. I what was his last had. movie before this? He was directing mostly but after, at this point in okay. his career. His a young mo- Samuel L. Jackson, by the way, 44 years old. He Very had young. skipped movies for quite some time. Let's see his acting. Yeah, because on a few after that with like... Uh, he, um, he was in Miracle 19, on 34th Street and stuff. 1979's The Human Factor. And then he was in 1993's Jurassic Park. That was his gap. So it's 24 years. And then he was in a few movies after that. You're right, Kevin. He was in the other Jurassic Park movies. Uh, like he Miracle was in on the 34th Lost Street. World, Miracle on 34th Street. Um, a production. Uh, uh, I forgot about some, that. Some, 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 some direct-to-video stage stuff that he decided to do because he was like, he got the bug again. He wanted to act some more, which is cool because you know what? He rules. <laughs> so, so yeah, that pretty sweet. So he, anyway, he makes theme park. He's going to clone some dinosaurs. Okay. But a velociraptor kills someone. And now they have to bring in some people to make sure that the park is safe. So we're going to get. Imagine that. We're going to get a chaos. Do they call him chaotician? (laughs) Chaotician? Is that what they call him, right? He's like a chaos theorist. Yeah, he's a chaos theorist. But but I think they have a name for him. It's like chaotician. Ian Malcolm. They bring him in. That's played by Jeff Goldblum. We've got. And then we've got two paleontologists. I don't even know. Why would you invite a paleontologist? What are they going to know? About they're how... going to look at the bones and tell you how dangerous <laughs> that's. I'm still convinced that they made up the Velociraptor for the movie. They're just like, yeah, okay. put these things together. So, maybe it was a Velociraptor. So, actually, that I, I I wrote have so many notes written down about this. So Michael Crichton said that he based the, Velo- the Velociraptors in the movie off of Deinonychus, yeah. uh, which is another similar dinosaur, because Velociraptor. But he picked the name Velociraptor because it sounds way more dramatic. Uh, and Velociraptors are just ask, small. Ask Toronto's basketball team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. So, 
Yeah. Then, um, okay. So let's start with this. When uh, they, they, the movie starts off with a little foreshadowing when uh, when he's trying to put on the seatbelt in the plane, and it's female to female, but uh, life uh, uh, <laughs> finds a way, and he tie, yeah. he ties it. He ties it. That's that's a big foreshadow in the movie because later we see a female, some female to female reproduction with so, Dino DNA. So yeah, we get Mister DNA. My favorite part How, of the movie, Kevin. Honestly, like a low, low key highlight. What do you love about Mister DNA, Eric? Uh, that he made it uh, extremely simple to understand, and it took me away from the movie and said, "Hey, it's just like the, the, those cartoons I used to watch in uh, health class when I it's was in second perfect. grade." It is. <laughs> Perfect. It really is. And it's so, so Disney. So Disney. <laughs> so uh, anyway, BD Wong tells them that, you know, hey, we use DNA from frogs to fill in the gaps in the DNA. And uh, we used, uh, you know, the the amber and Mr. DNA, of course, is explaining this as well. And uh, now we um, we can breed. <laughs> yeah, but in a funny southern accent. Yeah. Now we can breed, uh, make some dinosaurs, but we make them all female by directly uh uh, changing their DNA, so they. Which then Ian Malcolm starts with his uh, creepiness and his his dialogue immediately explodes after that. Oh yeah, he. Okay, what is Jeff Goldblum doing in this movie? Being don't Jeff leave. Goldblum. If you gotta go somewhere, I don't care where you are, and you're like, uh, "Hey, sweetie, I'm gonna go get something. I'm gonna leave you here with Doctor Ian Malcolm." Don't do it, Doctor Ian Malcolm. <laughs> Constantly trying to steal your woman. I don't care. Or man. I, I don't think are. he cares. Or man. I don't think it matters. Bitch, gonna, I, do not, I do not Ooh. think that Dr. Uh, Malcolm uh, is As you said before, life uh, finds a way. He's and a Dr. pansexual a scientific way. machine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they talk about like the ethics of cloning. Uh, they they talk about the, the thing and they all agree. Medean Malcolm and the, the paleontologist who some, for some reason have a real good idea about uh, dinosaur behavior. Uh, I think you like you could have just get a zookeeper and it would have been more effective. No, 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 I, no. I, it what, still bothers what you need me. To understand is that they they just keep calling them uh, paleontologists, but they actually hold like five degrees because uh, <laughs> clearly they've studied like uh, zoology and biology and anthropology as well. They have multiple doctorates. These are well accomplished individuals. Anyway, they all agree that the park's going to break down. Right. By the way, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, good choices for lead actors and actresses in pretty much anything. They're both very talented. The so we go overall on a, talent level of the cast is great. We go on a trip. We see a sick Triceratops. We figure out she's sick because she's pregnant. Well, is that at this point in the movie or is that later in the movie? Oh, uh, it's about around then. It's okay. the giant uh, thing of poop. The best so line poop. in the whole movie. Which is? Wow. Hit it. It's a giant pile of shit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, no, he says, he says, that's a lot of shit. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, we got a lawyer. Uh, their tropical storm comes. They're they're trapped. Uh, the lawyer gets eaten. Dennis Nedry turns off. Isn't that all the, the is that the, the plot to one of I know what you did last summer movies too? Dennis More Nedry played by uh, Newman. By, uh, Newman, Newman from Seinfeld. Wayne, Wayne, Knight. Wayne Knight. Yes. Uh, he's excellent. He, he's disgruntled. He's gonna steal the, embryos for uh, for for uh, what's the what's the bad guy's uh, name? The bad guy doctor's name? Is oh it, god! Uh, um, is it? Uh, I know this guy. I know this Slug, guy. Slugsworth. Oh wait, that's Willy Wonka. But it's <laughs> no, like the was, same that, thing. Was it Lex or something? <laughs> it's it's no, uh, I just wanted to make that Gennaro. It's it's <laughs> it's Gennaro. Donald Gennaro. Okay. Yeah. It, who's uh? I love when they're in the uh the the at the like 
taco Wait, truck or whatever that it's is. Martin Ferrero, the guy from Miami Vice. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's the guy who gets. No, it is. Gets eaten. That's the guy who gets eaten. Dude, it is the guy from Miami Vice. That's the, yeah, it is. the Gennaro, the Gennaro Yeah. Oh, that's that's sweet. All right. Anyway, uh, I love when he goes uh, when he's like, hey, we're going to steal the dinosaur eggs. And then, like no one speaks English. Uh, that was a that was a, a really solid little scene to establish. Oh, yeah. So no one cares. Yeah, that's actually why I use Barbasol to this day is because uh, of that scene. Mm, yeah. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. It's because it's because they want me to think <laughs> about that commercial every time. <laughs> they, that and they... it's it's like two dollars for a for a can. So. Anyway, they can't shaving cream. I like the okay. So then we get we get treated to you know a lot of uh, Tyrannosaurus trying to kill them. They they find some eggs. The dinosaurs have been breeding because you know amphibians can change their sex. Sam uh, Jackson encourages people to hold their butts. Yep, they try to reactivate the system, uh, but ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, you didn't say the magic word. So so the, <laughs> and then uh. You know, of course, that guy gets just killed by a Dilophosaurus, and like this, it's a sweet movie death. I'm not gonna lie. I think that there's a number of really good on-screen deaths in this one. I think Nedry's death is uh, up there, way up there. Yeah. So, so I want to talk about the oh, anyway. The movie ends. You know, they get off the island, they leave the dinosaurs on the island. At the end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not as there's not the details are less important at this point. I want to talk like overarching themes. One thing I love about just Jurassic Park in general, and no matter what, Steven Spielberg has said that you can make Jurassic Park like stuff. He'll he'll sign off on it, but there has to be a very real sense of danger, and that that's when like one of his things is like the, that the raptor kitchen to, scene has is to like feel one of dangerous. The most tense scenes in theater. Exactly. Don't make it PG. Don't don't water it down. And like even like the Netflix kids show Jurassic Park, man, it feels like those kids are about to get eaten at any moment all the time. It's very, very cool. Like, I think that he did a good job capturing the intensity. Eric, the CGI. Here we go. We got to talk yes. about it. It was revolutionary at the time. Uh, the the main uh, animatronics guy said, uh, I think I'm watching myself go extinct right now. <laughs> Which then, <laughs> Dr. Ian Malcolm stole the line in the movie. Uh, he said, we're about to be extinct. Be- and he said that they, they put that line in the movie because the CGI artist, or the effects artist said that. Now, that's a very okay. nice uh, little piece of trivia. I-, I want you to tell me, because I was so young when this movie came out. You know, I was like seven or something. So I don't think I saw it until, you know, it'd been out on VHS or whatever. Did you see this in the theater? Of like course, with yeah. First run. Okay. Yeah. How how cool were, was the CGI, like, at the time? Like, well, how did yeah. it rank? stack up it's i mean it was tip top it wasn't a shock to see because the hype around the movie showed not every single scene but you could tell what was animatronic and what was cgi or Mm -hmm. i guess special effects is what we called it back then but uh it looked so cool we didn't care and you i know afterwards you kind of wondered what was what you know what was a miniature what was special effects and then when you saw like the the making of when you got the and you realized like a lot lot more a lot more cgi than you thought right like yeah 100 percent. it was you know like a giant uh a giant tooth was you know what the uh, i'm sorry the uh tyrannosaurus rex was when they you know the jeep was getting flipped over and you're like wow that's cool cool fact about that jeep eric did you know that the glass was not supposed to break when the when the t-rex hit the glass and that's a real reaction Oh, 
because they, cool. they, were, they keep those shots. That's always were, really cool. They were really scared. They were like, oh, snap, this is breaking. I do. I think I'm going well, yeah, to get hurt. They're children and they're just like, use the terror. Use the terror. Torture these kids. Torture these kids. <laughs> they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They're not going to act anymore. Kids are anymore. tough. They'll kids be... are tough. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere Alfred Hitchcock is uh, watching the presentation going, yes, exactly. They're in Hollywood. <laughs> they're they're going to see a lot worse as, as so, soon as they get to their trailer. So I rewatched a lot of the movie in preparation for this. And I just want to say the CGI mostly holds up and is better than some modern CGI in a lot of ways. What's the, biggest, the one scene? <laughs> the biggest the biggest thing, like, and I'll do the one I really noticed it was like the Brachiosaurus at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Um it just doesn't blend into the background quite the way you would ex- your eyes would expect. It's kind of like I didn't know any other to put it. Like it's like just sitting off. It's like it's like a it's like a cardboard cutout off the screen or I don't know so how to we explain. We talked it. about this earlier. I said it sounds like a digital layering effect, so it's kind of like how you know which door is going to open in a Scooby Doo. Yes, yeah. okay. Good. Yeah, the textures are just a little different. That's the good textures just Kevin. feel off. I but honestly, it looks so good. And the I mean, obviously the animatronic T-Rex rules. Great animatronic and all timer although they did mix it's like some animatronic and sometimes it's cgi it's not just one or other all the time so here's my quick take on the cgi on this um it's kind of like what happened with the first toy story i think part of the reason it holds up is because there was a lot of effort into making sure that they got it right because it was supposed to be taking this big leap and so because so much time and effort was put in um like because so much care was put in, it tends to hold up on its own well because it was executed so well at the time. Like it's the reason why the animation from the original Toy Story holds up better than a lot of other animated movies from the nineties. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you want to know what they made the Dilophosaurus venom out of? Uh, sure. A yeah. mixture of methyl cellulose and KY jelly. That sounds about right. It looks about right. Because <laughs> when you saw it, you're fucked. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, now we gotta put us <laughs> now I gotta put us back in the parental advisory category. Um are we allowed to do one? It's uh, like all the president's men you get one. PG thirteen now, yeah, exactly. Like a, I I like when people use it for something different though, like in the Guardians of the Galaxy where where he flips off the camera instead of saying it. Yeah. yeah that's Any, clever. <laughs> uh okay. My only problem my other problem with this movie is that it's obviously more about the dinosaurs than the people. Like Jor what Spielberg really cared about making this movie. Is that like, a problem? Some, I thought that was one of the make some, the movie. I'm going to make some cool dinosaurs. And I really wish that there was a little bit more care paid to like developing the characters a little I bit. I think they did a good job of developing the characters. What did you they, want more development? They did good. I mean, they did good enough. Like, it's not like it's bad, but it's just not. I felt like the Raptors had a lot of character development. That's why they ended it, up. It wasn't a Quentin Tarantino's Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't where they but, go depth and, in depth in the characters, you know. I guess if you go too far, you end up with Jurassic World too, where it's just like CGI mess with like over like these characters who are getting development, but you wish they weren't. So maybe yes. maybe maybe this is just right. Maybe I mean Jurassic honestly, Park three, where they said, "Hey, we haven't had pterodactyls yet. Throw some pterodactyls in there." Is that the one where the T Rex goes to San Diego? No, that's number two. Oh, that, that, would be, that rules. That's like the that I like that scene. Kevin, because Kevin Tybrick, Spiel, what is it? Spiel, Spielberg said he would That'd not whatever movie. I don't know if it was two or three. I don't know. But it, whatever movie that was, Spielberg was like, I'm not making it unless I can do a T-Rex like invading a city like Godzilla. So it's pretty, which is <laughs> which just tells you everything you need to know about these movies. It's like he just wanted to make like cool creature features that were fun to watch. Popcorn movies. They deserve to exist. Like this movie. Um, did it cost a lot? 
probably like 63 million at the time was a huge budget i bet but it was kind of like can we make jaws without alienating as much audience good job i mean spielberg only took jaws because he said i'll only take this movie if you don't let me show that if i cannot show the shark for a whole hour which is also similarly which is a great decision he built this is the opposite though they show the dinosaurs every second they can because this movie is about the dinosaurs it's about like hey Check it out. And this way, he's like, I can only do this if I show the dinosaurs for an hour. <laughs> Check it out. We did it. We did it. Um, but I mean, honestly, like if they were smart about it, they would have just made a dino uh, Jurassic Park with all herbivores. Like, I don't know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to have any carnivores anyway? It's like Triceratops aren't cool enough for you. Like you have to have a T-Rex. My, my all time favorite. So. Anyway, I'm going to read a couple of my favorite reviews. You guys can react to them. As for number one by Ciara. I strongly relate to Jeff Goldblum in this film because in this scenario, I too would just walk around being sexy and flirting with Laura Dern, then get injured at literally the first instance of danger and spend the rest of the time lying dramatically on a table, still being sexy and annoying everyone, but with my top off this time. Uh, good choices. All right. I really feel like that's actually like a super fair uh, review of the movie. Um, this one, I personally fully support Laura Dern inheriting the earth. That's a, I think that's true. I think we do worse. Um, this one's four and a half stars. Patrick Willems. I love dinos. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's all it says. Was Um, was that, was that your son's review? How about this one by Sophie? Rar. Four and a half stars. Made it onto a podcast. Good reviews. Solid (laughs) Um, reviews. I don't know. I just like because that is really like a good review. Like RAR four and a half. That's like really what you sh- the amount of uh, th- and then this last one, Timmy, you little shit, just climb through the fence. You're like three feet tall, you idiot. <laughs> five, <laughs> five, five stars. All right. So wait, for wait, here's the one that really hits what most people are thinking. In spite of this movie clearly showing why it's a bad idea, I would absolutely go visit a dinosaur theme park. Four and a half oh, stars. Yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, for, Eric. Any final Jurassic thoughts? Uh, no, man. Uh, Triceratops, best dinosaur ever. Well, Too bad it uh, didn't eat meat, but maybe it would have eaten Thai takeout food and then basically been me. Yeah, well, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. For Eric, for <laughs> Kevin, we will see you next week. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.